Today's going to be a really fun session. I feel like when we play in the energetic, it's always fun. Do you know what I mean? It's like light and it's fun and it's like vision focused. Um, Tam's put a little star. How else is everyone else doing now that we're navigating eclipse season? <laughs> We've been learning about. Mm. And I'm going to get these slides up. And we're going to get straight in. So yeah, welcome to day four of MDB part two, the energetic. Yuli says, hello ladies, I'm feeling good. I've decided to start a podcast after the kick from the last few days and listening to Simone's podcast today. Amazing, I love that for you, Yuli. Um, Eva says, such an intense week. Yeah, lots of people are feeling that. Shakti says, like something shifting. I'm getting more and more powerful and certain of my next steps, but I'm still in the void. There's nothing wrong with the void. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with the void. Okay, guys, we're going to dive straight in because today is going to be a lot of like processes, but not like deep processes, cognizant processes. So things that we're thinking about. And then we're going to finish with a meditation, not meditation, a hypnotherapy session with Tamsin. Um, like we did for Love and Money. I think it's really beautiful to close and like just let everything that we've done seek into our unconscious mind. And it's almost like a beautiful way to close the container together. There will be other practices today. So make sure that you have got a notebook and a pen and a pencil. And if you're a Virgo type character like me, get yourself different colors of pens. <laughs> for me, that means fun. I don't know if that would mean fun for you, but like that gives me joy. And um, the first part of today is going to be doing some Mind Valley vision style stuff. Okay. So we're going to be looking at greater vision and goal. Who do you want to be like zooming out in your life? And then part two is we're going to be doing anchoring into the wish fulfilled. We're going to do a new exercise that I actually haven't done in the school with you guys before, but it's really helpful. And I use it actually quite a lot. So I'm excited to hear your feedback on that. And then we'll close with hypnotherapy, like I said. Hi, Sandra, darling. Lovely to see you here, even if you're walking from place to place. <laughs> so I'm not going to bang on about anything else. We're going to dive straight in. Workshop one is about creating your ideal life. And so you're going to read this slide and you're going to be like, what the fuck, Hannah? But this is where we begin. Okay, this is where we begin. I've just celebrated my new home today. Oh, you've already got in. That was so fast. God, Sandra joined the school and like everything sped up. There was a car, there was a new home, there was this, there was a new client. Like it's been insane. I can't believe that you're already in. Okay, wow, that's very exciting. In the countryside, this is so huge. Yeah, congratulations, that's enormous. Okay. So I want you to imagine this example. I want you to imagine this situation and I want you to tell me, and I want you to just play this game with me. Some of you guys might know where I'm going with this. Some of you guys might think I've lost my head. Um, both probably are correct. So I want you to visualize that you go into a restaurant and you sit down, you put your bag down, you put your coat down if you're in the UK. If you're smart like me and you live in a hot, hot country, there's no coat to put down, but doesn't matter for the sake of the story. Um, and the waiter comes over and you say, I would like a tomato soup. And he'd be like, brilliant, no problems. The waiter goes off, he goes to the kitchen and he says to the chef, table two wants a tomato soup. And so what does the chef do? The chef pours the tomato soup in the pan and starts warming up the tomato soup. And then you're sat at the table and you're like, fuck, actually, I don't want the tomato soup. I want a burger. And so you call the waiter over and you say, excuse me, sir. I actually don't want the tomato soup. I want a burger. Is it is, is that fine? And it's only been five, 10 minutes. The waiter's like, okay, that's no problem. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to the chef. And so he goes to the chef and he says, no tomato soup, burger. And so the chef puts the tomato soup to the side, leaves that there, chucks it away, does whatever he has to do and starts preparing a burger. He goes to the fridge and he takes out a bun, right? And he starts to cook the meat or vegetable patty, depending on if it's a meat eater or a vegetarian. And... Then the, 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 you sat at the table, put your hand up again, and you go, fuck, I've just realized it's not a burger I want. I want a salad because I'm on a diet, and I, I actually, I want a salad. I know this is the third, the third time, but I want a salad, and I'm really sorry for getting this wrong, but I want a salad. Is that okay? And the, and the waiter's like, okay, this is, this is fine. You can have a salad. And he goes to the kitchen, and he says to the chef, 
no burger. It's actually just a salad. So by the time this is happening, the chef is like, well, you're going to tell me what the chef's like. Right? Puts the burger in the bin, goes to the fridge, starts taking the lettuce leaves. How do you think the waiter and chef feel? I promise you this is related to manifestation. What do you think at this stage is the response of the waiter and the chef? Frustrated, annoyed, confused. <clears throat> so the waiter says, call me when you've decided, yeah. And turns around, maybe he's annoyed, maybe he doesn't categorize it, maybe they make it about themselves, yeah. So this is how most of us are communicating our desires to the universe. I want a million euros. No, I don't want a million euros. That's too much. I can't have a million years. I'll actually just, I'll sell, I'll go for the small house. Actually, I don't actually really want the small house. I want to go for the business. I want to. It's like, I have this desire. And then I change my mind and I'm changing my mind because I actually never spent the time getting clear on why I want the desire or I change my mind because I don't think it's possible or I change my mind because something happened in my life and I thought it would be difficult. But either way, the messages that we're sending out to the universe are flip-flopping, they're incoherent, one's going this way, one's going the other way. In this situation, that chef is the universe that really wants to give you the tomato soup or the salad that says yes every time. And the waiter is the vibration that we're putting out there. And there you are sat on your chair, indecisive. And so when we use this metaphor, it feels frigging ridiculous, right? It's like, I would never do that. And yet we live this way. And I'm not saying that we can't change our mind, but we do wanna come out of this indecision because what happens when we're in decision, just like Yuli said, the universe is like, just tell me, just tell me when you know, right? But what else are you doing is you're slowing down that process. That soup was in the pan and it was boiling. You just can't see it. And it's our uncomfortability as the chef is doing the chef's work in the kitchen that means that we change our mind, which extends the time period to get our meal. Who's gonna get a meal faster? The person that says, I want a tomato soup. They send a vibration, the chef makes a tomato soup. The tomato soup comes. Versus the person that wants a tomato soup, wants a salad, wants a burger, and the chef has to start over 70 million times. Who's the person that manifests faster? The person that has clarity of desire. The person that decides and commits to the desire, regardless of what they experience in the gestation period. Because just like a tomato soup, there needs to be a process for it to be heated up for it to come to you. It's the same with our manifestations, we know this. And we know that this is protective. Imagine you were like, I want to have a baby. And then suddenly you're pregnant and the baby's born and it's been three seconds. You've not got time to prepare. The gestation period is in our favor. But we use the gestation period, right? To come up for reasons that it's not working for us. Ever says, what if you're an MG and enjoy diversity and you want many things? Well, that's no problem. You say, I want the tomato soup and the pizza and the salad. It's different. You're just going to do a really big damn order. And then when the order arrives, you might order more. But it's still clear. 
you know? I want a lot of things. You guys can see I spin a lot of plates all of the time. And so for us to even talk about business, for us to even talk about manifestation, we can't talk about it without beginning with desire and clarity and desire and staying power with our desires. It's like the story that Bob Proctor used to tell of like manifestation is like going to a ticket office, right? And saying, I want a beach in the world. The ticket office is gonna look at you and be like, well, is that the Bahamas? Is that Portugal? Is that like, you know? And until we can give them the exact spot that we wanna land in, we're not gonna get a ticket. And so we're gonna be stood there watching all of these people buy tickets, go on the plane and land, wondering when it's our time, but actually without realizing that we haven't picked a destination and just got on the bloom plane. Once you land, you can change your mind or you can go somewhere else or you can do something as well. You know, you don't just have to go to the Bahamas, you can go to the Bahamas, then you can go to Portugal, then you can go to all of the places that you wanna go. And then we've got other people that don't even say, I want a ticket to somewhere sunny. They go to the ticket office and they say, I don't like here. And the ticket officer looks at them and they're like, I don't like the here because the, the chairs are ugly and someone burped behind me in the line and it was disgusting. I don't like here. And the ticket officer's like, where, where would you like to go then, sir? I don't like here. Where, where would you like to go then, sir? Well, I don't like it here. This is bad. This is a bad situation. I don't like this situation. Okay, I understand, ma'am. Where would you like to go? No, not here. And this is how we live our lives forever. And it seems so ridiculous. But so many of us obsess. We spend our days obsessing about what we don't like in our life and not enough time of creating or getting on that plane to that next destination. We do this in our relationship. We do this in business, right? I don't like it when you do that. Okay. Okay, we know that you don't like it when, when, when I do that. But, but what, what are we going to create together? You know, I used to do that with Craig. I'd be like, I don't like it when you do this and it makes me sad and you're bad. <laughs> that did not work in our relationship, by the way. What worked was when we made mutual commitments and decisions on what we wanted to co-create together. Craig changed when I changed. Craig didn't change when I demanded change from him. Shocking, I know. Same with our businesses. A lot of us do this. I don't like this result, this result bad. Don't wanna be in this place, wanna be making more monies. This is not enough monies. And we're not spending enough time creating, 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 right? And I amplify this to bring humor because we all do this, right? So we can really see this. So ask yourself, is there clarity in your life at the ticket office? If you went to a ticket office right now, would that officer be able to receive the information and actually give you a ticket? Would you be able to get on a plane right now? Would you be an ideal customer in the restaurant? Or is the waiter about to hit you around the head with a pan? That's the work that we do today. Clarity of vision. What are you creating? What are you doing? Okay. So we've been through this, right? This is what happens when you flip-flop with your desires. I'm curious about something. What is your perspective on desires and resonance? A desire that comes from truth versus a desire that can be an illusion of the false self. We're going to speak about this. I found sometimes that desires don't come from truth. God maybe take longer and that it could be because it's either from the false self or because the subconscious isn't believing that, trying to understand this. Okay. Daniela, for you, what is truth? What is truth? 
Because does desire come from truth, God, or the false self? That's a framework. But that's a mental framework. So let's just see that that's serving you. Because you may desire something and your subconscious doesn't believe it, but that doesn't mean the desire isn't truth. It just means that you need to create the programming in your subconscious for it to become truth. Now, there is also a framework, which is, is my desire coming from genuine human desire or is it coming from a should? Is it coming from cultural programming? But that's another frame. It's another context. So this truth frame and false truth, we can use it, but we need to know what it means. And then we need to ask, is this framework helpful for me? We're going to give you another frame today, which is different forms of goals. So you guys can get in resonance with what is it actually that I want to create? But all of these things are frames. So find the frame that works for you. Truth is somewhat something that comes to me in the present moment and doesn't take me out of the present. It could be a vision of the future and it doesn't cause fear in the moment, yet could cause fear because it means I have to do something that scares me to get there. Yeah, see? A vision that makes you scared, because if we play with that, then if you think that if the vision makes me scared, then it's not truth, well, then you're never actually going to stretch more than your comfortable zone and your, and your, your current reality. Fear comes as we stretch into a new self and we must stretch in a new self if we want to create and manifest a different reality, right? Any vision can be experienced in the present moment. A truthful vision or a vision that you desire because of, we can call it egoic desires. So just find a frame that's going to serve you and that's personal, but we need to know what, it, we need to make sure the frame that we're using is helpful, right? That's the word. And not limiting. Yes, that's what I'm navigating. Okay. So I want to speak to you guys about this concept of burning desire. And Napoleon Hill says this, Napoleon Hill says, if your desires are strong enough, you'll possess superhuman powers to achieve them. And I get this a lot, you know, Hannah, how have you created so much? I have clarity of desire and I really want it. <laughs> like, it's almost like when we're so anchored in desire, it doesn't matter what happens. You're on an arrow, you're an arrow on a mission. And it can blow people's mind. Like, how are you achieving so much? And you can't even explain it. You just know that you're anchored into desire. So desire is one of the most powerful things that we can, we can anchor into. And so I was told this story. I'm going to tell this shit because I can't really remember it. I was trying to remember it when I was preparing this. But I was told this story when I moved into this house. And the guy said to me, do you know what a burning desire is? Actually, if you've been in the school for a while, I might have told this before and you guys might remember this better than I do. And I said, no, I have no idea what a burning desire is. And he says, a desire that's so strong, you're willing to burn the path behind you. So there's no going back. And very often we go towards our desires with one toe in, one toe behind, right? And the second that it goes hard, we can go backwards. Oh, no problem. But that's not a burning desire. That's a watery desire. You're anchored forward and you're anchored backwards. So what are you going to do, right? Imagine you're going from one to the other to one to the other. So what's a desire so big that you're willing to burn the path behind you? And this is the thing with business and wealth and all of the stuff that we do here. It's like a lot of us aren't coming to this work because our life is a shambles. A lot of us are coming to this work because our life is great. But we know there's better. So the anchor in desire has to be so big that you're willing to burn the path and keep moving. It's just something with you guys, for you guys to play with. Love that and done that. It's hard, but there's no turning back. Yes. 
this actually helps answer my question. I'm so pleased, Daniela, because I'm not sure if I really did answer your question, but I can give you more questions. So I'm glad that that's given you something. I'm glad that that's given you something by accident. So it's like when we talk about desire, it's like, what am I willing to give my life for? Which, in other words, of saying is, what am I willing to die for? And this is really the Bob Proctor work of like the path towards our desires is our life. So it's got to be a worthy ideal, right? And there's no wrong or right in that. But, but, but we do want to have the pause in our life where we reflect and we're like, we are cognizant with where we're anchoring our ship, not just spiraling in more of the same. And so when we're so anchored into desire and burning desire and we've burnt the path behind us, here's the thing. It's like, Commitment, devotion, consistency, they aren't conversations that we need to have. I've never, ever tried to be consistent in my life. And I know that might blow your mind. I just know what I want and I really, really want it. <laughs> Sounds like I'm going to go into a, like a Spice Girl song. I know what I want. Well, how does that sound good? <laughs> but but, but that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. Sandra said, just done that today with a new house. I'm all in. And what can really fuck us? And it really did just fuck me with the, with the restructure because I loved the way, like, hands never going to shut up about the restructure. But I loved the school of IH, how it was set up before. Like, I adored it. It was like my baby. So it felt like I burnt my baby to, to create another baby. And I had a really bad time. And there was a period where I was like, what if I've made a terrible mistake? And that was far, far worse than just walking and holding the choice, you know? The indecision is like you burnt the path and then you go stand in the flames <laughs> because you're too scared to move forward into the new thing. We don't wanna be doing that as much as we can. And this is why I always say to you guys, like when we make a choice, right? Especially as entrepreneurs, we have to learn how to make choices fast, but also to decide that whatever we choose is the right choice because that's what you'll then create. Because if you then make a choice, oh, I'm gonna start a business, I'm gonna do this, and then you, you doubt yourself, well, what's gonna happen is you're gonna start creating evidence or seeing evidence for it was the right choice and it was the wrong choice at the same time, right? Remember that we are a magnet for what we believe. So let's say you start a new business and then you spend the first six months in decision about it being the right choice. Eva's doing a smack. I see you, baby. I see you. <laughs> um, well, then you're going to see and attract evidence for it being the right and the wrong choice. Yeah, got you. <laughs> and we do this. And we do this. And we get to see this because then we get to step out of it. And we're like, thank fuck, I just realized. <laughs> Daniela says, I have a ton of big desires. Is this because we aren't clear or it's because God wants our human to do it all? Quite a big question. I've been contemplating desire lately. So I'm also curious about this. Daniela is like, Daniela sat down today and she's like, I'm just going to ask Han really big existential questions, just casually, consistently through MTB2. I'm going to give you my best answer, Daniela. I believe that all desire is God and the universe wanting to be expressed, right? Therefore, if there are many desires, I believe that they are all born to be expressed through you, okay? What I want to put here, it doesn't mean they all have to be expressed now. This means they can be expressed throughout your life. So there is, um, which book is this? It's The Science of Getting Rich, and it's this beautiful metaphor that Wallace D. Waddles gives, and he's saying that he saw this young boy and the boy was, was, was sat at a piano and the boy was crying and he asked, why are you crying? And he says, I can feel the music, but I can't play it. And what Wallace D. Waddle said that this scene was representing was that the universal God is the music wanting to come through him. And the boy is upset because he's not yet learnt, right? He's not yet learnt to channel it and, and, and bring it to life. And that's us. We have these desires. And it's like God wanting to play music through us. And sometimes we feel like we're at the piano. We've not yet learned how to play, right? 
but it doesn't mean that that boy can never play. And it doesn't mean that that boy is separate from the music. It just means that the boy has to learn. And it's like this with our businesses and our lives. We have these desires, right? For wealth, for love, for relationships, for, what, for, for all of these things, because they're things that wanna be expressed through us, but we have to learn to play so they can come through. Yeah, so Daniela is saying this resonates with me so much. I definitely needed to hear this today. So it's just a seed being planted. Yeah, it's just something wanting to be birthed through you. But the timeline of that doesn't have to be today. We can become the piano player, right? You're so welcome. I feel my blocks are all related with insecurities. When I doubt myself, I don't move forward with the project or businesses and the same in my relationship. What would it be like ever to move forward even if you doubted yourself? What would it be like to give yourself permission to do things imperfectly for the sake of staying in movement with the universe? I can't tell you the amount of times I've fucked up on the way. Numerous. The block isn't the insecurity. The block is that we allow the insecurity to stop us. I wasn't fully healed when I dived into my relationship with Craig. I had done some work. And then I saw there was more to do. <laughs> Same in business. We get to be a masterpiece in continual refinement through learning. And we tend to be like this as humans. We're like, you should have known that. And it's like, well, how did I know that? Or how could I have developed that if I hadn't allowed myself to have the experience to learn that? So there's a big part in life and business of just allowing ourselves to participate in life, whatever that looks like, but also to take stock and learn as we go along. And Eva, you are doing it. And it is happening. Okay. So I don't know, Daniela, if this is going to answer your question remotely, but it's going to give you a different frame. And this is what I really want to talk about today. This isn't, <laughs> you're so welcome. This isn't a, a me piece. A, a lot of what I'm talking about today is a blend of other people's works, whether it's Wallace D. Waddles, Neville Goddard, Vishen Likani, or have you say his name, Mind Valley. But I thought this piece was really interesting. And Vishen has built up a company over the last 10 years that makes 100 million a year. So I think he knows what he's doing on a business level. And he talks a lot about means goals and ends goals. And I think this could be really helpful for those of you guys that are building a business so you can define the type of business that you want to lead. So I think it's very easy when you're in a coaching container to be like, oh, the way to success is like Hannah, right? But the way to success is like Hannah if you want the same things as Hannah. If you want different things, then your path or, or what you do is going to look different. So we want to have a lot of clarity of what's my end goal. So then we can create a bespoke path for you, right? And this is ultimately why I disagree with like bro marketers, where they're like five steps to wealth and why I teach like a potpourri of different business strategies, because I want you guys to have a toolkit. You know, even in the intensives, the reason that we do it this is because this way, it's not because I'm saying this is the only way. It's like, this is a variety of ways. And can you trust yourself enough to pick what's right for you, right? It's the same with the school. You're not expected to do and understand and believe and love everything. You're expected to find what is in resonance to you, right? So what is a means goal and what is an ends goal? Mm, how are we going to do this? Can you guys drop your goals into the chat, your current goals? And I don't want you to think about means and end goals. I just want you to drop your goals into the chat. And then I'm going to tell you the story. And this is a story vision, pals, okay? This is not my story. Not my story. 
today is really like an amalgamation of other people's great work. Three one-to-one -one clients until May, community with retreat center and a tiny house and a lot of time for fun and surfing. Build a million euro business, okay. hundred K before the 1st of July, 30 K per month. Yeah. So the hundred K is an income goal. It's not a savings goal. Correct. Shakti. My goal is to earn a minimum of 10 a month, 10 K a month and five clients each month, countryside house in the North. Okay. Why? Can you pop that in the chat? Why? I've got food on my dress. I always come to these calls so glammed up, but if you actually saw me living in my life, you'd see that I'm like a baby. <laughs> my other goal is 10K months, 100K income goal, yeah, 10, 15K months. My goal is to, uh, yeah, why? And I want us all to do this together, why? And if you're recording this, you're listening to the recording, stop and go through this. Why? Because it's my soul's yearning, the community house and surfing, Clients, because I really want to spread the teachings. I can't not not. It's actually hurts if people are stuck in their lives and I know that that stuff helps them improve. Yeah. Sometimes I can't logically answer the reason why and it's creating and building business just lights me up. What aspect of it lights you up? Shakti says, because it will get me closer every month to my bigger vision and it would make me feel safe when going there. Why, Shakti? To live the life that I desire and have the impact I yearn for. What is the impact that you yearn for? What is the life that you desire? Having a business, a successful multidisciplinary business that gives me 10 to 15K monthly benefits while I live wherever I want in a beautiful and joyful home with my partner, our dogs and future kids. Why? Because I would feel fulfilled to help and spread the healing around me. I want you guys to keep asking yourself, why? 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 And sometimes the why is unnecessary when we're so anchored into desire. I've not really known why. Apart from that it's moved through me. But I moved not by end goals, but by mean, I'm sorry, not by means goals, by end goals. And most of the goals that I've seen in the chat are means goals. Let me tell you a story. And we'll come back to this. And this is a story that Vishen tells. He does this exercise with people on, he used to teach um, Jose Silva's technique, the alpha brainwave technique. And he once met a woman and the woman came up to him and she said, uh, can I use alpha brainwaves to learn how to type better? And he was like, yes, but why, why do you want to learn how to type better? And she's like, well, the more that, the faster I type, the more that I get paid. And he goes, okay. But, but why why do you want to why do you want to get paid more and she goes well my mum lives in america in a i think detroit was the city and it's it's like 
not safe her neighborhood and I want her to be safe with me. So really, I just want to buy a flat. I want to buy a flat close to me and I want my mom to be able to live there. And he goes, okay, we're getting closer to the, to the real desire, but why? And she goes, well, we actually are family from the civil war and I want my mom to be here because I feel that we want to keep the heritage of the family alive and I want to create a business with her uh, where we can do blah 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 and when she said that he went so that's the end goal the end goal is the flat with her mother talking about the civil war that's the deeper meaning that's the purpose and she was asking him can I get into alpha brainwaves to learn how to type better but typing better is just a means to the end goal she doesn't actually really want to type better she wants the end goal now when we're focused and we're obsessing on typing better we can miss the fastest path to what we actually desire. Because the money that she needs, yes, it can come through her typewriting job if she gets faster, but there actually might be a faster path that's much easier that takes her to the end goal. So with our businesses, we can get stuck into, I wanna make 10 to 15K a month. Right. Why? 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 Oh, I actually just want to have a really peaceful family. I want to da 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 da. And then you realize the 10 to 15K a month, it's a means to the end goal. And there are many ways to get there. And so this opens up this broad spectrum of choices of like, there are all of these paths that all lead to Rome. What's the path that I want to take that get me to the final result? And so let's say a final result for you guys is, and we're gonna go for a financial one is, I want to have whatever the amount of money is that means that I can have the type of home that I want to have um, and create the family that I want to create and bloody, bloody, blah. When you start speaking about that vision, some of you guys might be more anchored into, I want to spread my teachings to the world. And I really feel that my end goal is that I want to be a spiritual teacher. That's my truth. For some of you guys might be like, actually, when I actually am honest with myself, my end goal is that I want to have a lot of spaciousness. I want to spend a lot of time with my partner. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Both are fine. But different end goals means that we should choose a different route. For the person that's here to be a spiritual teacher and she might want to have the kids and blah, 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 and all the things, the decisions that she's going to make to build her business are going to be more around, am I creating teaching content, right? Am I creating a body of work? For the person that's like, my end goal is spaciousness, blah, 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 blah then the type of path that you want to take, it might be like, I only want to have five clients a year and I want them to pay me 100K. And I don't want to build the rest of the infrastructure. It's where you make the choices of I'm going to learn how to get into investing versus I'm going to learn how to build a product-based business. But we can only build or make those decisions when we know the overarching context of our life of what we're actually creating. Because if not, we can think the means is our goal and we make decisions from the means and then suddenly realize we've gone somewhere that we didn't want to go. And so I say this a lot, Craig and I are very different. And I shared this in the certification. The way that we've built business and built wealth is very different, right? 
What do you guys think that I'm anchored into predominantly that's important to me? If you ask me, what's my end goal? What's my end goal? No, absolutely not spaciousness. Impact, being a relaxed mum, generational wealth. See, it's very funny that you're saying that, being a mum in the future, yes. And how much do you think I work, guys? Money, yeah. Five hours a day, I work majoritively significantly more than that. I am what you call, I did this archetype thing where you find out what your wealth archetype is. And I was a similar archetype to like Steve Jobs and these kind of people that are just, you know, I think it's deceiving because I'm wearing red lipstick and I'm this little woman in a red dress. I am so geeky. I am so mental, like brainy. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm so, I love not like brainy is smart, even though I do consider myself smart, but like, I'm so like, I love the underpinnings of business. Like I'm so like mathematical, you know, that's exciting for me. I live and breathe the school of IH, not just because of the money, but because what I'm creating is so anchored into purpose for me. So my mission, my message, my mum's passing. So for me, right, my end goal, I wouldn't be satisfied. Hannah Alonso Bartlett, this does not mean that it has to be relevant for you. You can give me the family and the spaciousness and the little babbers bopping around, right? But I will never ever be the woman that isn't teaching, that isn't writing, that isn't serving, right? That isn't building something. That's my end goal. So the way that I've built the business is with that in mind. I suppose my greatest pillar is service. Why do you think I teach so friggin' much? You guys thought we were gonna reschedule and I was gonna go away. <laughs> no, I'm still here, you know? So the way that the school has been built is very Hannah-centric. There are a lot of businesses that aren't built with this much teaching and make just as much or more money. But the decisions that I've made are in alignment to my end goal. The way that I've built is in alignment to my end goal. My primary focus is a body of work. This is me. Craig, for example, is very different. Craig runs one group program and has one-to-one -one clients. His one-to-one -one clients now pay 25 to 60K. He's working up to 100K per each one-to-one -one client. He probably wants to have 10 a year. And then he just wants to flip-flop around wherever we live. He wants to have lots of children. He wants to be extremely present as a father. For him, his value system is, is spaciousness to a far higher degree than mine. As in, he wants to be an athlete. He wants to, oh, he wants to do a fucking run in Antarctica. He wants to do a run in the desert. Like, I wouldn't want to do a run in Antarctica. That's never going to be my end goal. That sounds like the worst fucking idea in the world, right? But his business has been created to mean that he has all of this spare time and energy to do the things that he wants to do. So his business structure and the decisions that he makes in his business are different to the ones that I make in my business. He wants to make the same amount of money, guys. This isn't a question about him wanting to make less money. He wants to make the same amount of money. The question is about the means. So we can't get confused with the means being the end goal. We have to get clear on the end goal and then choose the means.
Where are you landing on that quantum leap? And you might not know intrinsically why, it might be a pull that you can't explain and that's fine. I think if you guys are in the school, we're all quite energetic being-y, aren't we? <laughs> like, you're not gonna join the school if you're extremely logical and rational, I don't think. Um, I might be wrong. Um, why? I don't know, I had a feeling. like <laughs> God spoke to me in a vision. Do you know what I mean? That would be the answers in this group. Um, but we do need to have a little bit of clarity of the destination and we want what we want our life to look like. Because the truth is that you can build a million doing high level sales and very few. Why, for example, now we've started selling 100K packages, am I never going to leave the school? I could make far more money and work a lot less, okay? just selling 100, 200K deals. Why am I not doing that? And why am I never gonna do that? Because there's a desire for impact. There's a desire for teaching. There's a desire for, you know, I leave here and it's a body of work. I don't wanna impact 10 people in my life or 20 people in my life. I wanna lead a revolution in healing and money and wealth. So the choices that I make are determined by that context and frame. For some of you guys, you might be like, I just want to be fucking rich and bobble around the fields and plant zucchinis. That's fine. But you've got to know that. It's not about better or worse. It's about clarity of vision and then deciding on the means and then deciding on the how. Camille says you love us too much. This also be true. <laughs> right? Why would I launch a certification program that takes me hours and hours to write one book? <laughs> when I could launch any other program. Yeah, legacy. I'm so curious, who is Eureka Showroom? Oh, Jess, hi, darling. <laughs> hi, babe. Start thinking about these things for yourself. Because when you go back to MDB1 or you go back through this, Let this be the frame for the offers that you choose. Let this be the frame for the decisions that you make. Let this be the reason that sometimes if you're in that messy middle and you feel like you've done 75 roly polies and you're dizzy, that you just stay for that little bit longer for what you desire to come in. We don't desire 10K months. We desire what 10K months would give us. We don't desire a million in a bank because let me tell you something, right? The only place that you see the money is in the bank is you go to you go to your bank and then you see numbers like that. That's all it fucking is. So it has to mean something to you. It has to mean something to you. We desire the spacious lifestyle with all the babas. We desire reform. We desire impact. We desire. This is great clarity. Is it answering the original question? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so we're gonna spend some time getting clear on our end goals. We're gonna do a bit of a process. I'm gonna give you guys, I think 15 to 20 minutes is enough. It's landing, lol. I feel like I'll be living a ton of lives in one. Yes, feel you there. Just because I have a ton of desires, yes. And we get to be multi-passionate. 
and we get to desire a trillion things. It's not like I just want one thing, right? Like we are multidimensional, multi-passionate, multi-talented human beings. But let's have clarity on what that is. I desire the spaciousness and the servitude. To be clear, there is a level of spaciousness that is, I'm like, no, I don't have spaciousness, but I don't get out of bed until 10 a.m. So sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit disconnected from normal society. You have to also remember with me, is I've never worked really a normal job. I, and I don't have, I didn't really have parents that had normal jobs. So I've always been very much out of the box. Um, I've never worked in corporate. I don't know what that's like. Um, I was a hippie and now I'm this. <laughs> and I did waitressing, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but there is a level of spaciousness that is a non-negotiable for me. Like get, being able to work in bed, choosing my own hours, being the boss like I wouldn't work well if I wasn't the boss <laughs> to be honest um to desire to bop around the world lol with my partner yeah these are important things so we're going to do an exercise and again this is a vision exercise and we're really going to just be with this and this is to really help us drop into what is your end goal right and so I'm going to ask you to get a piece of paper and to split it into three columns the first column is experiences, then growth, then contributions, okay? Now, the reason that we do this is that it's really experiences that we desire to have, not the means to the experiences. Do you know what I mean by this? Like, let's say you want to go to Barbados. What you desire is the experience on, in Barbados not being in the plane, right? So we want to focus on being in Barbados, not on finding a plane. So let's get clear on these landing points. The experiences can be multiple. It could be, I want to write a bestseller. It could be, I want to have the, the I, I, want to, I want to do a TED talk. It could be, I want to write a book and it gets published and then it goes to the New York Times bestsellers list. It could be that I want to speak in front of 100,000 people. It might be, I want to do, I, I want to start a business and um, it to be the largest school of healing in the world. It could be then personal. I, I you know, I want to have three, four, five, ten, a hundred children. Probably not a hundred, but like, you know, I want to have children. I want to be in a committed, loving partnership. I want to. Um, I want to climb Mount Everest. I might, I, you know, for example, Craigs would be like, I want to do a run through Antarctica and then I want to run through the desert and then I want to do 17 Spartans in the row. And then I want to not sleep for 10 days because I'm just running. Like, that's what I imagine Craig's list would be like. That's how I perceive it. It probably would be a little bit more grounded than that. I'm not going to put that on my list. You couldn't pay me enough money, right? But on your experiences list, make sure that it's personal and it's professional. Because then we can start making choices from this, right? For example, you might have there to have like the most extraordinary relationship. So that's one of mine. And then I realized that I wasn't putting enough time or energy into my relationship. And I made decisions from there as well. You know, that's when Craig and I decided to do the love. Well, I can't remember what it's called, blog. Right? And I committed to doings and actions from that place of clarity, because I desire that too, right? Having a home and feeling at home has been one of my biggest desires and it still is. Yeah, I really feel you in that. Now I have the home, the partner and the dogs. I just want the business that allows me to stay here working in anything I want for my beautiful home. So you're 75% there and have the time to take care of my family, my dogs, my plants, my homes, and my friends, yeah. So you can't go back to the other job, <laughs> basically. You know that because you know your end goal, right? Even if the journey there is a bit icky. So the experiences is clear, it's obvious. Then I want you to think about who do I have to be to have these experiences, right? Do I have to start hiking every day if I want to climb Mount Everest? Not every day, but do I have to start hiking? Do I have on my list I want to climb my, Mount, Mount Everest and... Um, then I look at my life and I realize I haven't gone on a hike for three years. Well, that's incongruent. 
So this has got to be the skills, the abilities and things that you can start to hone now. Have you written, grow a multi-million business? And then you realize that you don't, you don't actually know how to create the infrastructure to scale. Well, in growth, you better bloody write, watch MDB1 again 17 times. <laughs> if you've got a TED talk there, then the skill is public speaking. We get so annoyed at ourselves, oh, I don't know how to do that yet. And then you realize, oh, I've actually not put any time in developing the skill. Why would I know how to do that? Like, we, I didn't know how to build a business when I started. But I've been willing to be bad at things to start with when I started doing them in order to become good at them. It used to take me, I kid you not, like a week and a half of anxiety to prepare one workshop when I started. And I would lose sleep. Camille was shocked to hear on the certification that I prepare slides just before teaching. And I never, ever prepare anything apart from on the day of teaching. I never, ever prepare in advance. I don't need to. But if I'd started doing it that way years ago, then I don't know, maybe I would have jumped and I would have flown, but I don't think so. Because <laughs> I've had to really learn my material. And this comes with time and practice, okay? Then think about contribution. Yeah, Sandra says, oh, I feel you on that. You used to be in a bad state of anxiety before doing a workshop, yeah. just for two weeks, whenever I want, but I choose and I'm the owner of my time, yeah. Then think about contribution. So we've got our personal experiences. Who do I have to be, the growth to make that possible? And then how do I wanna contribute? Because contribution is what makes us really feel good. Do I wanna give back in money and time? Do I wanna be part of a project? Maybe my experiences is already contribution focused. How do I want to contribute in my relationships? Then I decided to prepare them the day after the workshop. The day after the workshop. Is that a joke, Camille, that I'm struggling to get? Are you saying that you're going so slow that you're doing it the day after and I'm being slow? <laughs> I knew I had to work on my speaking skill, yeah. Like, for example, if I was given a TED talk right now, guys, I don't have a keynote speech. Like, I don't have that skill. So if that's something that I desire to do, well, I have to get my butt in gear and start preparing that. I'm going to give you guys 15 minutes. And then a 10 minute break. So if you finish earlier. Oh, I was getting a book for the TED talk. Oh, there you go, Chad Last TED. Does an English version exist? Imagine I'm learning to do a TED talk in English and I've got to read it in Spanish. My brain is going to be like, why do you always do this to me, Hannah? Can't we just live in one language? <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. Okay, amazing. Chris Anderson is the writer. Thank you so much, Eva. Um, you've got 15 minutes. So till about 19, 15, sorry, till about 18, 19 past. And then you've got 10 minutes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn the camera off and mute it. So you're not going to see me. And I'm going to be back at half past, okay? And when I get back at half past, the idea is that you've done this process and you've had your break because then we're going to go straight into the wish fulfilled. So now is the time to ask any questions that you may have. Really allow yourself to spend time on this. This is important because I want you guys to start making business and life choices from this. Right? And I want you guys to start practicing ticking off the experience goals, just like the business goals, right? Got my cactus collection, tick. Like all this shit is what makes up our life. 
I watched my dad at 75 and he's still really buzzed and enthusiastic about life. You would never guess he was 75. You'd think he's 50. And I watch him set these little goals like, I'm going to walk a thousand kilometers this year. <laughs> and he gets really excited about it. Right. And he has a bloody lovely time. And sometimes his walks are to the supermarket. But you bet that he counts that. <laughs> he's calculating all of his kilometers. But it's these little things that make up our life. Sandra says that would be fun for me to do in French. Oh, Lord, that'd be carnage. Yeah. I think we've got a lot of multilingual people here in the school and we know how confusing it can be in our heads. It really teaches you how to formulate a TED talk. OK, I love that. I love I love me a formula. I love me a formula, a clear, simple structure and formula. My French is so bad, Sandra. Is that because you've been in the UK for so long? That's so funny. Oh, God, it happens, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. You can practice with Camille. I don't know if we've got anyone else that's actually French in the school. Maybe. I think that's who comes to mind. <laughs> I need that. Yeah. Um, okay. So if we've got no more questions, I'll see you guys at half past. Teas, peas, exercise, and we'll be back. Okay. Big kiss.